Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Okay, we're previewing UConn's opponents. So joining me today is the head coach of the New Hampshire Wildcats. It's Coach Nathan Davis. So Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm sure I'm more excited about this podcast than I am about actually playing UConn. So. <laughs> So, Coach, I want, I want to bless. Anytime I have a coach on, I always love to start with this one for you. Take me through, you know, your decision to to get into coaching. I know you've been around the college basketball game for a while as a coach, you know, an assistant coach, a head coach, a number of different spots. So take me through what, you know, your journey was like to getting into coaching. You know, actually, I uh, I don't know if it was good or bad, but I understood early on that I was a pretty good player, but never going to make money playing basketball. Um, love the competition, love the game, love the relationships, um, love the strategy, um, kind of everything involved. So I knew early on I wanted to be a coach. I actually knew actually before I even got to college, I thought I would end up being a high school coach. And then being around the college game as a freshman, I really understood that this was more what I liked and was was more excited about. And I knew, like, I think I met with my head coach when I played in college, my sophomore, and said, here's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to do. And so I, I was, I guess, in for some ways I was fortunate that I that I knew early on what I want to do. I've been lucky to get some good jobs and be in good situations where I've been able to keep doing it. But um, it was more excited. It was the game, loving the, the strategy, the relationships, the competition, you know, everything about it was just something that I was excited about. I think a lot of people tuning into this podcast or, or taking a look at this are going to recognize you from your, your time at Bucknell. We've seen you on the sidelines in the NCAA tournament. You know, tell me about bringing that experience from that position into your job now here at New Hampshire, you know, and as you're working towards, you know, taking this New Hampshire program to the next level. Well, I mean, every kid, you know, across the country, everyone that plays basketball at some point is dreaming about participating in the NCAA tournament. I've been fortunate that between time at Bucknell, two years as a head coach, twice as an assistant, being a Division three head coach, I've been in it 10 times. Um, so I've been very lucky in that respect. But you've got to understand how hard it is. Everyone looks at the at the end results and says, oh, you must have had a great year and everything was perfect and this and that. So everyone understands. I don't people understand how hard it is to mm-hmm. get there um, and the ups and downs. You've got to handle adversity and you got to focus on the small things. I think is the biggest thing everyone wants to talk about. Well, we've never in the NCAA tournament. we got to go to the NCAA tournament. Well, we can't think about that. Like at the end of the day, if that's all you're thinking about, you're not going to do it. You've got to worry about what you control day to day, getting bed every day. Um, being the best you can be every day and the end result takes care of itself and trying to get that kind of attitude and culture in place um, that they understand that it's, it's a long game and you can't, you can't focus on the end. You got to focus on what you can control right now. And there's going to be ups and downs. It's never perfect. It is never perfect. You got, like you take you could natural championship. Like, was there, you're perfect. No, <laughs> obviously even they had some ups and downs, but at the end of the day, that's not people remember it because the way it ended up and it's, it's how do you handle those situations game to game, week to week. Yeah, how do you bounce back? No, I know. Uh, I know. Fans here during the January swoon here for this team are ready to uh, jump off ship, and then then you end up with a national championship. So I think it's exactly how you described it. There, no no seasons uh, ever perfect. As you as you start your first year at New Hampshire, take me through what it's like. You know, coming in year one and starting to you know set some goals and, and expectations for this program under your leadership. Well, I think the the first thing, obviously, is it's it, it, any any job you have doesn't matter what you're doing, but especially in coaching, it's about relationships. And, and when you get a new job, you don't have relationships with the guys. Um, and so that's the number one thing. Because if you're going to get them, if they're going to play hard, 
they're going to buy into what you're doing. They've got to, there's got a relationship there where they trust you, um, that you have what's in your heart, what you what you want is what's best for them and everybody. Um, and so building those relationships, that's the number one thing is to try to gain that trust. And honestly, it's like I said, it's, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Like, um, it's not done yet, but I think that our guys have been great about it. They've been eager to do what we're trying to do. I think they've been very coachable, but it's an ongoing process of showing them how we're helping them get better as well as trying to get the team ready to go to be the best we can be. Um, so that's, that's the big, that's the number one thing without question is trying to build those relationships but then you've got to set the standard for what you're going to what's going to be acceptable and not and then you got to hold them to that like the effort you're going to play with the way you're going to share the ball um those things on the court the way you're going to handle yourself off the court are you going to be on time are you going to be where you need to be are you going to be respectful to people on campus are you going to represent the university and the program in a way that's going to make alumni and things proud you've got to set that standard and that carries over to the court as well you know, as you as you look towards your your first year, and you, you've got this schedule put in front of you, you see UConn, you know, one of the the marquee opponents there. What do you what do you uh, you know? I, I'm curious from a mid major perspective as you're working towards you know building your team. You know, you get a game like UConn against a you know going to be on primetime TV. What what's it like in that opportunity that you get out of playing a team like UConn? Like you get a tremendous. I think every game, no matter who you're playing, is a chance to find out about yourself. Um, it can be, you know, it can be against Brown, it can be against UConn, Fairfield, Syracuse, whatever that is a chance to prove yourself. And so you're trying to, from our standpoint, let's be honest, where everyone wants to go to the NSA tournament. And in the America East, you're going to the NSA tournament for winning the league. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other way where we're not getting a large bid, you know. So at the end of the day, what matters is is where are you at that point? And so playing a, a team like UConn, you're good. They're gonna expose you, <laughs> you know. They're going to expose flaws. They're going to expose weaknesses. They're certainly going to be more talented. So how do we handle that? Can we get shots? You know, can we stop? How do we do all those things? They're going to expose you with those things. We're going to get pressured. And so finding out how you react to those situations is great. And then you add on top of it, like you said, it's UConn. People can say what they want. It's a blue blood program. Five national, there was what, five national championships now. Um, yeah. Tremendous history. You know, NBA players go right down the low year in, year out. Like their standard is to compete for a national championship. Um and guys grow up watching that, you know. You say those guys, they know who Ray Allen is. They know who who um Khalid Allen is. I say Khalid Allen, they probably don't know who Khalid Allen is anymore. <laughs> they're all, all they're all too young, but they know who Mecca Oka for. They can go down the list, they know who these guys are. They've grown up watching them, and so they're excited because they get the opportunity to play, you know, the University of Connecticut, one of the premier programs in the country. Um and so in that respect, like I said, it's what you it's what that's what when when God kids grow up, that's what they dream of. Say, I want to play college basketball player. Well, they want to play UConn, they want to play Syracuse, they want to play Duke. You know, those are who they want to play, they want to compete. That's where they feel like they should be playing. And so for that, they're gonna be really excited. It's a tremendous opportunity, but we're gonna find out about ourselves in a number of ways, which is what we're trying to do. Because like I said, we want to get into our league play and be able to play at our best at that point. That's our number one goal. Yeah. Um, play obviously you want to win every game. Is we want to find out about ourselves so we know what we need to get better at. So when we get to the end of February and we're getting ready to play in our tournament, we're at our best to give ourselves an opportunity to, to you know, get an opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. Because that's what everybody wants to do. I'm going to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about my friends at Martin Rosol's Meats. This fourth-generation Connecticut family business produces kielbasa, hot dogs, sausages, and deli meats using Martin Rosol's very own original recipes. Their products can be found in grocery stores, delis, restaurants, and hot dog stands throughout the state. And if you're looking for your fill right away, check out their retail store in New Britain. For more information, visit martinrosalsinc.com and go support a UConn fan-owned business. And now, back to the interview. 
As we look ahead towards this matchup, I know we're still a little bit away here, but as you're starting to get more familiar with this roster practices, you know, really get into full swing. Can you you give UConn fans, uh, you know, some names to look at from your roster as they, they, you know, look into this matchup and, you know, who to keep their eye on? Yeah, I think that I, I'm really excited about our roster. I think it's got great balance. Um, it's at the end of the day, it all starts with Clarence Daniels, who's returning, one of the two returning first team all league players in this league. He's like a four-three man, six-six um, with a seven-foot wingspan that can score at all three levels. I think he had twenty-something on Boston College last year. So he'll obviously be a focal point of what we're doing, what I was trying to stop. I think elsewhere, um, like I said, I think we've got a good balance. I think that Jackson Baker is an interesting big man for us, and that he can really step out and shoot it. So that provides a different kind of look that we'll be able to use. Um, Ahmad Ramos has been playing a newcomer, playing really well at the point. Um, some uh, African committee there, some bigger schools actually came in and tried to get involved. So I'm excited about where he is. I give him a lot of credit for sticking with us. Um, and then we have some younger guys that didn't actually play as much last year that I think have really grown with Rex Sunderland and Trey uh, Trey uh, Trey um, Woodard. Woodard, I want to say Wilman, Trey Woodard, who's played well. Paul Gakmar is really exciting. So I like our group. I think that we've got, got good talent for our league, but it's going to be about putting it all together and learning to play together. I, I want to just kind of wrap this with a little inside college basketball question for you here, especially at the mid, mid-major level. I know UConn fans are used to seeing their team charter around. You're going to be playing in Connecticut three times in a week. I mean, we might have to give you guys you know, some partial residency or something. What's that experience like from a mid-major perspective? Are you busing back and forth, you know, three times that week to, to New Hampshire. I know it's not a super far trip, but just curious to kind of find out what that's like for you guys. We, yes, at the moment, the plan is, so we play at Fairfield on Friday night. We weren't sure what time the game was, but as that's a game night game, so we're going to play there, come back. Um, we'll practice here Saturday, um, do some prep work, and then we'll go back down Sunday. I think we're going to practice down there Sunday, play UConn Sunday night or Monday night, come back. Guys got to go to class. You yeah. Know? Actually, they can attend class. You know, the good thing you said on the bus, it's three and a half, four hours. So, you know, we'll be back by one or two in the morning. Um, All right. They'll be able to get up and go to class, and then we'll go back down for the third time to play them again. Yeah, no. To just, play, I think. Like, I'm sorry, Sacred Heart first, Fairfield's last. That's the order. I got them backwards. Okay. Yeah. So but, we'll, uh, we'll be going back and forth. At the moment, we're going back and forth three times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you're going to be uh, getting plenty of miles here in Connecticut. So, uh Fans will have fans. Plenty. I'm sure there's a lot of New Hampshire alum in the area, so they got plenty of opportunities to come out and see you guys here. Fortunately, you don't get frequent frequent flyer miles for riding on a bus. We'd have a lot of those. <laughs> oh. Well, Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking some time to just come on, preview your team, give us a little background into you as well. Uh, I know everyone's looking forward to this matchup, so thanks so much for uh, coming on today. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.